Hello, and welcome to Into the Stratosphere with your boy Sky Ross. Um, so last week I ended it with me having a disease named after me in elementary school that made me realize and or understand more what happened to my gay brothers and sisters and trans brothers and sisters during the the 70s and the 80s. Um, I always labeled that pain, not as the same, but as kind of for me to understand, you know, what they went through to a certain degree, even though I didn't suffer the way they did <clears throat> physically, but emotionally and socially, I did. And today I'm going to talk to you about the crap that I went through and it's it's rough so get ready if you're ready to listen this is Trapper Like It's Hot Part 2 so being labeled having a certain disease just so people didn't want to touch me or sit by me or be friends with me it did a lot of damage to me as a child and I'll tell you this right now like, I didn't have my first friend until eighth grade from my boy, Mr. Reggie Brockington. I hope you're listening. Thank you so much for <laughs> being a true friend. Um, but before that, going all the way back to elementary school, all the way back to preschool, I didn't really have friends. Um, I had this one friend named uh, DJ, but... It was more of a, let me get something from you, and then once I got it, let me cast you aside. And it's crazy because this cat was also gay. Let me just be straight up, because we did stuff all the time as kids. And again, like I told you before, I didn't think these things were wrong. We did it. It felt great. You know, whatever. But then with society, you start to get peer pressure, and then peer pressure leads to you doing stuff that you wouldn't normally do or that you feel like you would do in order to be accepted. Again, these were things that I just, I had a hard time doing. And when I did it, I always apologized. So there was a period where, you know, we would do stuff. And then after he got what he wanted, he cast me aside, like I said before. And that was a sign to me at a young age, get ready because this is how this world is. Straight up. So when that whole stuff happened, it hurt and it made me lose a lot of humanity. And when I said in my first podcast, you know, it was really hard for me to accept the fact that I was black because I was like, these are black people that are treating me the worst possible way. And I just didn't understand. It didn't make me hate black people, it just made me hate being black myself because from what we read, we are in the, the projects, we are, you know, in the poor neighborhoods, the ghetto neighborhoods, and we're doing this pain to each other. It never made sense to me as a child until I got older. Still, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's okay for them to do that. No, it was not at all. And I don't care what anybody says. It wasn't. All the pain that I, I'm about to tell you that I went through, I have never, never took it out on anybody. Because I wanted to break cycles. And this is as a people 
black, gay, people who have mental stuff going on need to break cycles so they don't repeat themselves and get worse and worse and worse. So the pain of me going through what I went through, it just, it piled on on, on, on each thing. It, it, it piled on it. And the pain of me being gay was like, was even more because being told, you know, my whole life that gay people are spawns of Satan and um, they're demonic and they're possessed. And that, and this is the real words that my mother told me. Satan is gay because Satan is everything that God is against. So hearing that from your own mother when you're growing up makes you feel like you're nothing, you're no good, there's no reason. So when I said in my beginning podcast that I was shocked that I reached the age of 30, I was shocked because I thought God was going to smite me because I was gay. This was a thought that I had in my brain since I was seven. That God was going to smite me because I was gay. I just want to let you guys know that this next part is going to be very, very hard. But it's my life. And this is a way for me to let go. So I was um, also raped as a child. And this was this was after the fact that I knew I was gay. Okay. So for these people who sit here and say, oh, well, you were probably raped as a child and that's why you're getting, no, get the fuck out of here. Get that shit out of here. If you don't want to listen, don't listen. But this is my life. Okay. All right. So I was, um, there was this friend of my mom's and this friend had a son and his name was Reed Jr. I don't care. He's fucking listening or whatever he is. I don't fuck. He doesn't have any power or dominion over me anymore. So <clears throat> he was very popular in the neighborhood. And this was a time where my mom, she, we lived it. She, she, she had her own house and he would come over and he would want to wrestle. Cause you know, I, I liked wrestling and he knew right away. I was a good suspect um, prospect for him wanting to do sexual stuff on me because I was alone. I didn't talk to anybody. And, you know, I was a true introvert with everything that I, I, I've been through. So it started out as wrestling. And then one night he asked to spend a night. And things got really bad. You know, really bad to the point where I pulled away. And, you know, it was blood coming out of certain areas. So, you know, he told me that he loved me, but at the same time, if I told anybody, he would kill me. So this whole, that whole issue caused a rupture in my mind. Where I started to hear voices and I started to see things that weren't necessary there. And I never told anybody until years later into my even greatest, greater fall. 
And the and where I place that that fall when I tell you that story, you'll be like, why? That doesn't belong there. <laughs> you'll be like, wow, okay. But being diagnosed as schizophrenic, it really. I'm I'm not gonna tell. You, I'm gonna tell you right now. I it took me time to not accept that as a black man in America, in this world, mental health is not just something that could be over, should be overcome by us normally with just our mind and or Jesus and God, even though I do believe in Jesus, but just this whole idea, just leaning on to God and not doing anything about it. It's just asinine. It took me a while to accept the fact that I was schizophrenic. It, 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 it hurt even more because, again, as a black man, I don't want to be considered weak or fragile. I don't want to have to lean on other people. I don't want to be codependent. When you see other people codependent, it's always this, oh, they're lazy. Oh, it's this and that. So seeing that and hearing that for so many years, I don't want to be codependent. I don't want to be considered weak. I don't want to be considered disabled. But you have to realize we need people in this world. When I hear people say, I don't need nobody. You need somebody to pump the gas in that gas station. You need people to drive food to your you know, food markets to make sure there's food there. You need to make sure the people at the power plant is, 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 is working. So the money you pay for that power. So <laughs> if the sky's the limit. Why limit yourself? 